Welcome to Talk No Jutsu. I'm Smug Donuts here with my wife, Spiral Fish Cake, and we're here to talk about anime. Anime is an important part of our culture! On this episode, we're going to play a game called Is It Overrated, Accurately Rated, or Underrated? Then we're going to talk about the anime we've been watching recently, like Horimiya, Attack on Titan Final Season, My Hero Season 5, Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro, and more. That face when the Chosen One finds out he wasn't... So for our game today that we're going to play called Is It Overrated, Accurately Rated, or Underrated? What we have done is before recording today, we wrote down a bunch of different things like anime concepts, names of anime, anime characters, all sorts of anime-related things. And we are going to pull them out of a bowl one by one and discuss whether we think that that is overrated, accurately rated, or underrated. All right, so I will go first. Let me see what I get. Let me see. All right. Anime parents. Do you think they're overrated, accurately rated, or underrated? Definitely underrated. Nobody talks about them. Anime parents are so underrated. Although, given the fact that half of the anime, the parents literally don't <laughs> exist True. or like aren't featured at all. On the ones where they're not featured at all, they're way underrated because they're not even shown. A lot of times they just aren't there because they're not good parents. So those parents are overrated. But all the other parents, they're always some of the best characters characters that are super likable super fun there's a few that are obviously the point is that they're really horrible parents but more often than not i meet a parent and i'm like whoa this is a cool person i think about green's dad from blue exorcist super underrated i think about nagisa's parents in clonad they are the best they're like the best parents so underrated there are so many anime parents yeah, that or are like, way underrated. Even the ones that are really bad mm-hmm. are still sometimes really good. Like the dad in Horimiya, which we'll talk about later. Underrated. He came onto the show and he made that show. He came onto the show. I don't want to spoil anything, but one of the parents is not a good guy. But he is so fun when he's on the he's screen hilarious. that he cracks me up every time i cannot with him especially protective anime parents are really yes, hilarious yes i know everybody from the full metal alchemist community loves hughes but i still feel like he's an underrated parent absolutely even though everyone loves him he's not loved enough you can never love him enough Hughes is just, in general, underrated, and he's the highest rating already. <laughs> so. It's just, he just deserves <laughs> to be loved to the max. That's what it is. Yes, absolutely. Okay, I will now pull my first one. Playing the anime OP during an epic fight scene. I think that that's underrated. I love when that happens. I think that it's so fun, especially like it's season three and then they do a callback to the first season's opening and you're like, whoa, and it's all so nostalgic and the fight's going crazy and it's really epic. I think that that's underrated. I personally love that so much. I think it's underrated when they do it right and they Mm -hmm. don't use the OP for anything else the whole season. Mm -hmm. It's used once in the first episode at the end of the episode to be during the credit sequence and then it's used once again at the end of the last episode or the second to last episode they don't overuse it that's the only time that they do it then i love it it's like my favorite thing but if they're just blasting the same song over and over again and every time the characters sing they're humming the 
music to the OP. Then it's too much. I it's agree. like, ugh, I get it. You like the song. It's a good song, but don't yeah. you have any other thing to do? I agree. I think Bungo Stray Dogs did this really well. I think that's a really mm-hmm. good example. They were one of the ones that called back to an earlier season's OP during yes. the, I think it was the second or third season, and my mind was just so blown. I really loved it. And they didn't overuse it or anything. It was one of those where they hadn't used it for anything else. It was great. But we don't need to hear Don't Lose Your Way. I know <laughs> it's not, not an OP. OP. I know it's not an OP, but that's an example of a song that's overplayed. I know yeah. we've talked about it in Kill Out Kill before, but so recently we watched Space Patrol Lulu and even in that show they play don't lose your way i know i was like i can't get away from this song it's It's everywhere it's literally a different anime and we're listening to this song (laughs) how overplayed is it i know it's studio trigger but come on (laughs) this doesn't need to be here this song extends to everywhere all places (laughs) don't you lose your way is eternal well i mean we're not gonna lose our way we're not no it's literally impossible all all ways converge on this song (laughs) oh man all All right right. do do you have one all right pull my next one my from bunny girl how do you feel about this i'm gonna be honest guys this might be an unpopular opinion but i think she's overrated okay i'm gonna ask this before and after you watch the movie i still feel the same because in the movie like she's a really baller character and you can't deny that okay she's a great girlfriend she's a great character but i also feel like everyone acts like she's the best waifu ever and i just don't agree she's i just think she's like very willing to make sacrifices yeah. in the movie but to me she's just a very normal girlfriend i feel like she definitely goes above and beyond but i also feel like there are plenty of other characters in anime that go above and beyond for people that don't get enough credit there are plenty of other anime waifus that do a lot of stuff for their man there's a lot of great anime girlfriends out there and i think mai is definitely a great one i'm not saying she's not a great character however people just act like she's the best of every single waifu out there and i just really don't think that that's true yeah she definitely feels closer to a seasonal waifu than like a long time one of the best waifus in memory kind of a thing but i do think that before the movie she was definitely overrated in my mind i felt like she just came on the scene she was a seasonal thing everybody changed their profile pictures away from zero two and over to my and then everybody was like oh my so great but when i watched the movie i was like you know what i kind of get it i kind of get it so i would put it in the almost accurately rated maybe a little overrated area but i feel like the feeling of her being the current seasonal waifu is sort of wearing off for a while it was chica and then now i don't even know who it is probably somebody from jujutsu kaisen or something who's the current seasonal waifu gojo gojo I don't even know. Probably Rem again since ReZero's going on. I like her, but I agree. People going a little too crazy, maybe. I think so. Bit controversial, though, because anything that we say is overrated is going to be a little (laughs) controversial. It's all right. It's all right. All right. My next one is Sword Art Online. That was when I wrote. (laughs) What do you think? I also wrote that. You did? Yes. Did you get yours? or or I got mine. I think that a long time ago, back when SAO2 was just about to air, SAO was overrated. I think everybody recommended you watched it. It was really accessible, so everybody watched it, and everybody thought it was really cool. And you know what? SAO1, it was pretty enjoyable. It was fun to watch. It helped get me into anime 
anime but if you've watched other anime you know it's not as good compared to other anime as when you probably first watched it because you probably heard about it pretty early on and watched it pretty early on and you remember oh it's really good but back then it was definitely overrated there's no question when you watch attack on titan back then compared to sao you immediately go oh attack on titan is way better than sao there's a clear difference here in quality and sao is definitely overrated back then but then all the youtubers and stuff started having their thing and all these different anime community people started saying that sao was garbage and then all of their fans decided sao was the worst around when sao2 came out like every episode was very carefully analyzed and explained why it was bad and so it ended up being where now everybody hates sao i don't think it's that bad so back then i feel like everybody thought sao was underrated (laughs) so like everybody hated it but really it's not horrible it's just not as good as everybody was saying at first so then it kind of became underrated but now i think all that's worn off and now we got a lot of people going sao ain't as bad as people say so now i think it's accurately rated i think it's been a roller coaster i would agree with pretty much everything you said i feel like it's been over hated for a really long time i did enjoy the first season especially the first half of the first season i thought that was really good the second half of the first season drops off a bit for me but there were definitely parts of it that i found enjoyable especially towards the end i feel like people just act like it's the worst anime ever and trust me there are plenty of anime i have seen that are way way worse that are not enjoyable to watch at all and SAO is really an enjoyable anime I feel like it gets way overhated for no reason I mean a lot of the complaints that people have about it I feel like you could say about a lot of other shonen in isekai anime so I would agree with you I feel like before it was overrated it's not the best anime ever but it's definitely not the worst anime ever either so I would say now people are coming around and kind of more accurately rating it yeah and I've been watching season three Elicization recently and i'm going to talk about that toward the end of the podcast but there's a lot of things that i think that they do sincerely really well just as good as the first half of the first season and there's a lot of things that i feel like drop off in quality and just aren't as good i will say kirito and asuna underrated as a couple they have a very sweet relationship especially in the first season other seasons i can't vouch for as much but in the first season they have a great relationship and i liked watching them kick and butt together but kirito's personality is absolute garbage and everything about <laughs> Kirito is actually garbage and I hate him. Oh, I wouldn't be that hard on Kirito, but he's definitely him. not as cool I really as do Asuna. Like... Asuna is way better than Asuna him. Asuna is brilliant and perfect in every way. She has flaws that she overcomes and that makes her perfect. Kirito <laughs> is just like OP and it's annoying. Yeah. Especially in SAO1. All right. I'm going to pull up my next one. What does this say? Female protagonist? I think female protagonists are underrated because I feel like they don't get talked about super often. I feel like we don't talk about female protagonists enough because there are plenty of them. I feel like it's easy to get focused on shonen in anime when when people talk about anime and they don't talk enough about other anime where there is more likely to be a female protagonist. Although there are some female protagonists in it like Kagome in Inuyasha. Yeah, I think that in anime in particular, I don't think this in general. In general, I think that in other media, 
female protagonists have gotten overrated where they're like, oh, this is going to sell if we just put a female on the front and then all of the people who are really into that culture will just come watch it because like, oh, this is representation and that kind of stuff. When they show female representation as a thing that is a strong quality of the show, to me, it doesn't add much unless you actually do a good job in writing the female protagonist and actually do a good job. That's representation. When you make a good thing with the female protagonist on the front that's representation it doesn't matter how many boring things you put out that have a little bit of female representation in it but in anime they don't do this thing where they make that the special thing about the show it's just like oh hey we put out a bunch of shows they got female protagonists in them and some of them are good some of them are bad it's just thing about the show there's all sorts of shows like madoka magica or kaon all that kind of stuff that i'm like wow this stuff is really amazing and to me shows with female protagonists in anime they just do it the right way they make really compelling stories and they're centered on the female experience and it sometimes can be really powerful in general when i watch shows i tend to think that the female protagonists are underrated for me as a female watching media not just necessarily anime particular it feels best when it it doesn't feel like they're trying too hard to make the character cool or whatever it is that they're just making her a person that feels relatable right we're watching little witch academia right now and i feel like there are tons of girls in that anime that feel like they could be definitely be relatable in a lot of different ways i like it best when i feel like women are represented in a bunch of different parts of themselves like it's not just one part i was watching jujutsu kaisen and in one of the episodes that i watched nobra the main girl in jujutsu kaisen in the more recent episode one of the girls from the other schools was talking about how it's really difficult to be a female jujutsu sorcerer and all of these issues that they were dealing with. And she's like, I don't care what you're talking about. I love myself when I'm all dressed up and I love myself when I'm strong. And she was just out there kicking butt and then also enjoys being dressed up later on. I know that line is not super deep or anything, but I like that because she was getting criticized for, well, if you get a scar, then it's bad because you're a woman and Nova was having none of that. She was like, I don't care. I'm going to kick your butt and then I'm going to go get dressed up later. And that's how I, I like seeing women because I like seeing women in anime where there's a bunch of different sides to them. They can be strong. They can do girly things if they want. They can be slobs if they want. They can be lazy if they want. They can be studious. Like there's all sorts of different parts to people. I just don't like it when they make them one dimensional only. But yeah, overall, totally agree. Female protagonists in anime are underrated. All right. The next one is A1 Pictures. Underrated. I feel like you have said negative things about A1 Pictures in the past. Yes. And there are so many good A1 Pictures shows. Like, Darling in the Bronx is by A1 Pictures. Studio Trigger did an excellent job with Darling in the Bronx. I agree. Blue Exorcist, which I love. A1 Pictures. Your Lie in April. A1 Pictures. The list goes on. It has really cool animation. I don't really know where this whole idea of A1 Pictures being bad has come from. Maybe they were bad in the past. I don't know. But I've always really enjoyed them as a studio. Okay. I feel like they can make bangers and they can make some forgettable stuff. That's how I feel about it. I feel like that's a lot of studios. I think that they're kind of accurately rated. I feel like they are good, but they're not the best in the world. A lot of other studios do a lot better job. Fair enough. I liked pretty much everything I've watched that they've put out that I know of that was them. I feel like I appreciate the stories that they adapt. They pick a lot of good manga to adapt into anime, but I feel like they're not anything special in terms of their animation quality that makes me go wow all the time. 
I don't know. You have not seen Your Line April. It's super beautiful. It is very beautiful. I agree. Of the scenes I've seen. Okay. I'll pick another one. What's this one say? Supernatural powers. Yeah, in general. That could be superheroes. That could be magic. That could be chakra. Anything that's not natural. I think they're pretty accurately rated personally. What's the rating that you think people give them? Are they rated highly, lowly, mediumly? This is so broad. That's yeah. It's like really hard. That's why I'm saying accurate because I feel like some people overrate certain power systems and underrate others. But I would say in general, most people think that powers in anime are cool. I feel like a lot of anime out there has some sort of power in it, whether it's magic, whether it's some sort of power system. And people like it. I mean, they think it's interesting. That's part of why they want to watch the anime because they think the powers are cool. So I feel like it's pretty accurately rated i don't feel like for the most part any powers super hyped up or super undervalued compared to others for the most part there are some that i would say people over hype but in general i would say it's pretty accurately rated i think in general they're overrated really? i think that people just really get into talking about the supernatural powers in general they don't talk about the show for what it is they get really into oh could this person beat that person or like oh is this <laughs> power better than that power could say, or could, like could saitama beat goku that? oh my god <laughs> They think so much about the power, they're like not even considering the other merits of the show, almost. I feel like mm -hmm. people lose themselves in how cool the hook of the show is, that they forget about the rest of the show sometimes. I and guess it's that's like, fair. Eh, that's not really the point. And so I feel yeah. like it gets a little overrated sometimes. I look at shows that have supernatural powers sometimes, and I'm like, oh, that's a really interesting one. I want to watch that sometimes. So I get it. it. It's interesting. It hooks you. And then you're watching it and you're like whoa i didn't think of it like that and it's like whoa it's like now i'm thinking with that power or that power system or like oh the world would be so much different mm -hmm. but like so many anime have them it's just so common and it's surprising to me almost because so little of the human experience is supernatural powers and yet so many anime have them that's why we watch anime, it's like how right? much are we actually exploring <laughs> of the human experience uh that isn't put through this filter of supernatural powers so i feel like why do anime makers keep making them it's because people love them who wouldn't think it would be cool to have powers yeah but there's so much else that could be explored you know <laughs> that's true the next one is da, 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 bad guys are people too bad guys are people too the concept of bad guys are people too <laughs> it's funny that we're not saying anything because i know we both have so much to say it's just that i kind of wrote that same thing down sort of and it's just really <laughs> funny that we we have a couple that we both i knew there would be some but it's just funny that specific one you know what i think that this is a bit overrated. Oh, really? Because. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I... we both think this is overrated. Okay. okay. This is hard because sometimes I like the anime better because the villain has a deeper backstory. Right. When the villains join the main crew and fight with them because Naruto explained to them that <laughs> they're just like Naruto. Naruto then it's no good. <laughs> but in anime you don't like, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> no i <laughs> without talk no jutsu it's not good <laughs> i 
I just mean like in Vinland Saga, Askeladd is a complicated villain and I like that. That makes the show more interesting to me. Sure. But then there are times like in Demon Slayer where the dude is being attacked by Tanjiro. They're fighting and then he's like, I just wanted to learn how to play the drums, but my dad wouldn't let me or whatever it was. I know we talked about this in an early episode but that was just so annoying yeah, to and me. there's so many examples of that where it's not like hey this person is a character and this is just how it is it's like either they explain it in a flashback real quick right before they die and yes. it makes you empathize with them that doesn't just make it magically a good show this might be an unpopular opinion but that's kind of how i felt during the whole zabuza arc in naruto like oh he's a person too and he actually does care a lot about haku okay well great that you're showing it now i mean that was obnoxious to me i think this is hard because there are so many times where it's done very well and it makes the anime so much better i bet a lot of people enjoy the zabuza thing too yeah but i also feel like there are so many other times where it's done Terribly. There's no way it. a lot of people are like the drummer guy though. <laughs> <laughs> that guy had such you a compelling it was backstory. done better in the manga. <laughs> or another example, very probably unpopular is Hunter Hunter, the chimera ants. Like they really want me to feel bad for a bunch of chimera ant creatures that eat and murder tons of innocent people. And they try to give them a backstory and I'm just like, but they eat people and it's not good. It's bad. That's just another example. There are so many, but I would say in general, this concept is overrated. I say that with the caveat that there are so many good anime where the villain is a person too and that makes it and they don't better. have to join the main guys they don't have to be good people and like join the main guys but i will say in hunter hunter i did like the character that joined the main guys the octopus guy he's a baller <laughs> and i love him the octopus guy is so good i love but him like, so much you like him even before he becomes a good guy yeah they just meet him in a random place and out of nowhere they just change and it's like it's great. I love it's that part. It's awesome. I and, love that part. But the rest of it is just like, okay, we get it. These bad people are also people, quote unquote. And it's like, oh, wow, bad guys are people too. Couldn't have learned this lesson a faster way. <laughs> it's not an interesting enough lesson. So you agree it's overrated? Yeah, it's way overrated. I only think it's overrated because that's like the entire topic in some anime is like, that's true. let's explore the fact that bad guys are people too. It's like, how hard is it to see that even mm -hmm. the people that are the bad guys have their own motivations. Well, I think it's trying to be deeper than what it is in a lot of cases. So it's like when you're watching a show like Assassination Classroom and a guy's drinking soup with a gun, sometimes <laughs> that can be a bad guy and a, a person at the same time. I love that part so much when he's just like... But the whole, the whole story gun. behind that part was bad guys are people too, but they just did it real quick and it was fun. They did it real quick. That was hysterical. I love Assassination Classroom. Assassination Classroom is underrated. If you didn't follow any of what I just said, because I said it so quickly and the words didn't make sense, just watch Assassination Classroom Please. all the way through and you'll get it eventually. Okay. The tuning exams. Accurately rated. That's what I'm going to say. I just feel like everyone loves them and they are lovable. They're, they're great. I'm going to agree with you on that. I feel like accurately rated. They're great. Super enjoyable to watch. Probably the best part of 
original Naruto. Rockley versus Gara, one of the best fights ever. There are so many good parts of it. I would agree. I would say accurately rated. Everyone loves them, and rightfully so. I want to say Rockley versus Gara is edging toward overrated, but like no. then I then I think back to Rockley versus Gara, and I'm like, that's just such a good fight. No, underrated, iconic. <laughs> Can I take off my weights? And they're like those dinky weights, whatever. And then it's like. Pfft. That was Man, such a good part. They did such a good job. It was amazing. And it has a good result. They don't just do that and then it's over. Rock Lee goes on to continue having a story because of that scene and it actually impacts the story. And then Gara continues to have impactful things because of that. As someone whose first favorite character in Naruto was Rock Lee... That yes. was very satisfying to watch. And my second Absolutely. favorite character after Rock Lee at first was Gara too. So that was just really cool. It's just amazing. It just I, is amazing. I loved Rock Lee so much. I still love Rock Lee. Okay. Animes set in middle school. In middle school? In middle school. I feel like they're accurately rated. I mean, most anime are set in high school. So when I see ones that are set in middle school, they're usually, I mean, pretty, pretty decent. It's it's always like their last year in middle school, though. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's about them moving on. They're always 14 or 15 or something. Or maybe they have a power that happens to them or something. I don't know. But I, I would say it's accurately rated. I feel like if it's not a point to capture the middle school experience... To me, that's so annoying because it's like such an awkward age. And unless you're representing just how confusing it is to be a middle schooler, that's <laughs> hilarious when that is the case. But it's almost never the case. It's almost always just like they've got their lives handled. They're kind of together. Maybe they're trying to find where they are in the world. But other than that, it may as well just be a high school anime. To me, I feel like it's overrated. Just make it a high school anime. Because like at the end of the day, unless you're covering the fact that middle school is confusing and awkward, then you're not really capturing what it's really like to be a a middle schooler, to be a preteen or a 13-year-old or whatever. Fair enough. If you're capturing just regular person life and it happens to be a middle school, I'm bored. Like, why? Why particularly that age are you covering? The childhood friend in romance anime. The childhood friend in romance anime is obviously... Underrated. Underrated, yes. Obviously underrated. They never win. They're never the one that the main character chooses in the romance anime. Okay, but let me just say, we can cover this real fast because there's an anime coming out called A Romance Where the Childhood Friend Actually Wins. <laughs> really? It, that's what the anime is called. <laughs> So it's Finally. going from underrated. We're getting representation. <laughs> Finally, somewhere out there, the childhood friend wins because the childhood yes. friend never wins. And there's never anything wrong with the childhood friend it, for the most part. Sometimes the childhood friend is legitimately the best one. Yeah. And half the time, it's a romance anime where there's a lot of people that the main character can like. But the two best ones are clearly the one that causes the main character a lot of problems and is annoying and has all these faults. And then the childhood friend who's almost perfect. So you mean the tsundere versus the childhood friend? Well, it doesn't matter who's the tsundere and who's not. (laughs) But the point is that one of them causes the main character a lot of problems or has their life completely messed up, but is just more interesting. And the childhood friend just isn't as interesting, quote unquote. But to me, somebody who does all their chores and (laughs) and makes you food and brings you delicious chocolates. Like what? What are you doing? Picking the one that speaks using their art or something and can't talk otherwise. Like, 
what? I, I I'm just picking a random concept. There's no anime that or like based yells at you and doesn't really tell you how they feel. And- I don't know. And they always end up picking the one that's worse. I mean, the one that's not the childhood friend. <laughs> All right, I love Sundrays. Don't get me wrong. I love them a lot, but they always win over the childhood friend. And I, I think it's unfair. It. I think it's unfair. Moe. Overrated. Underrated. I'm not a Moe person and you are. Yeah. And I just feel like it's cute. So what? Okay. I can't get enough of Moe. Okay. And when it ruled over the world, that was my favorite time. <laughs> so you can all blame me. I mean, cute things are great. I like cute things. But at the same time, it comes to a point where it's Moe. It's cute. That's great. Why is it such a big deal? It's because they're perfect. That's why. <laughs> hand motion you were like listen 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 i'm straight up snafu right now like the synergy of the characters (laughs) is deeply motivating to experience with my hand movements it's just really nice to be able to wind down after a hard day's work and watch moe and it's just fun I get that. And I've come to understand why that would be enjoyable. But I also feel like it's not that hard for things to be cute. Like there are plenty of things out in the world that are cute or adorable. I strongly disagree. It doesn't have to be that big of a deal. I just disagree. I just feel like it's hard to make things cute in a good way. And it's hard to make me care about a character and then have them grow up and bloom into the person that they were meant to be in the way that Moe does. And I feel like Moe does a great job. That's just the way it is. I mean, I get emotional when I think about how Naruto grew up and is now the person that he was meant to be. Now he's Hokage. He has his own family. He belongs in the village. He's being a great dad. Like, that makes me emotional, but that's not Moe. It's basically the same thing as Moe. In the original sense, it's literally Moe. Whatever. In the original sense of the word. Well, let's have to agree to disagree, I think, on this one. Okay. School festival arcs. School festival arcs. Yeah, school festival arcs. What do you think? Overrated. I said it. Same. They're never the best episodes unless some big event happens that changes everything. But that like rarely ever happens. They usually put on some play or there's some maid cafe. And it's usually an enjoyable episode, but it's never the big turning point. Here's the thing for me. I like school festivals. I like summer fireworks. I like all that stuff. I like it to see them preparing for something and working together. You don't see that in schools all the time. Yeah. I like seeing them put something together and work together for something. It's a good opportunity for that. Agreed. Agreed. But it's just like the beach episode is just that, an episode. I swear, the festival episode is sometimes a whole arc. It's like three episodes. They pick what the school festival is going to be. Like in My Hero, how long was the school festival arc? I was about to bring that up, though. That was a great arc. One of my favorites. Yeah, but it didn't. The school festival part didn't need to be the whole. Wait, are you talking about the second season or the fourth season's festival arc? The fourth season. Because the Four Seasons Festival arc, I did not like. I did not care about them making a concert. The I didn't concert care about that. school festival. Did not care. Why did it need to be so long? The second season. That wasn't a festival. That was a competition. Well, but it was during the festival. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we talking about the sports festival? Yeah, the sports festival. Oh, sports festivals are always great. Yeah, they're always great. Those are always fantastic yeah. and hilarious. Sports festivals. I love the great. sports festivals. But like school festival where they do all their celebration stuff. 
No, the sports those festivals. Okay, those are always like a competition, and yeah. they're always fun and hilarious. Those are fun, and like they put people against each other that aren't normally against each other, and yeah. they get all competitive. And the Love Is War had a great like sports <laughs> festival arc. <laughs> that was great. But school festivals, like summer festivals, they just get so boring. It's like I agree. They just talk about food. It's either there's like a maid cafe, right, and they prep for that, or they talk about maid cafes and then don't do it, and then they do some kind of scary thing. That's like gosh, I think we that's get what it. it is. It's just a lot of talking and planning, and I don't care about all this. I don't need to be here for this. This has been in every other anime, and well, I get it. It's yeah. fun and interesting, but like it starts to feel like you're just attending a student. Council council meeting yeah and they don't even make it fun and interesting that part so we agree sports festivals awesome school festival arcs though overrated the next topic when every romantic interest has a past with the protagonist oh my gosh this is too much it's too much overrated it's too much how and it's always stuff like we were four and i remember playing ball with her how do you remember i don't remember anything from when i was like four how do you remember that specific moment why was that so important to you it doesn't make any sense it's like oh i was outside and there were bullies and he came and pushed them down when i was when i was three like i remember that and now we're 16. what is this why does this matter who cares why did you hold on to that memory for so long? <laughs> and the crazy thing about it is I'd say half the time or more, one character remembers really deeply and the other one doesn't. Yeah. And, and I'd be so like, offended if I, I like. really, that moment was the most important part of my life. And I remember it really deeply. And the other person's like, what? And sometimes it's even time travel. Like the guy goes back to the girl's past and that's how she remembers him out of nowhere. It's too much. It's way too much. Overrated. Overrated indeed. Set in high school. How do you feel about animes that are set in high school? Okay, here's how I feel. I feel like they're accurately rated because a lot of the ones that are set in high school are really good. And then there are a lot that it's like, does, does this really need to be set in high school? It could have been just anybody. And I do feel like I wish there was more anime centered around people who are adults. And I feel like there is plenty of that. It just the ones that are popular seem to be high school. I also feel like that's American media though. Like a lot of American media is centered around high school. I think high school is just kind of an interesting time because there's so many different things going on right. for you. So I feel like it's accurately rated. When I watch an anime and it's about a high schooler, I enjoy it. It's still relatable in a lot of ways. To me, it's just a little overrated i agree they're good and there's a reason why we make so much anime about high school but it's just like why high school there's so many other parts of the experience of a teenager that isn't necessarily all focused on high school but even if their job is some crazy other thing they still go to high school for some strange reason high school is like a part of it i guess it makes it more relatable to high schoolers but we just have so much content that's relatable to high schoolers to me, I still enjoy it. It doesn't necessarily take away from the experience. Although I do wish there weren't so many. Right. Beach episodes. 
Underrated, underrated. I love beach episodes. Why are they underrated? They're some of my favorite because they're always hilarious. Something is always so funny going on. You see characters out of their element and you, you see people just being all goofy. There's always something, especially if it's a romance anime going on mm-hmm. with like one of the girls and the main guy. And it's great. I love it. I always love beach episodes. They're so funny. I feel like they're accurately rated because they're in every anime, it feels like. And they're great every and, time. Yeah, but it's like everybody all loves them, I feel like. The only thing is that some people say that they happen too much, but no. I don't know. I feel like it's all accurate at the end of the day. There probably are too many beach episodes, but they are great. So I feel I like it. whenever there is a beach episode, something always happens. Like, it's always a pivotal moment in the show. It changes the relationship or it changes the way they see each other or something. It's never a dull beach episode. I kind of lump in beach episodes, pool episodes, and spa episodes. Yeah, I think that's fair. I kind of see them all as the same kind of thing. Although, to me, spa episodes are a little different. A little bit. Every every anime, I feel like, has one of the three. The holy trinity (laughs) of of going into water. (laughs) It's either pool beach or spa there's always some kind of water-based episode it definitely definitely is all right slice of life anime accurately rated underrated i feel like it's just some of them are boring some of them aren't i really would have thought you would have said underrated on this one because you like slice of life i like slice of life too yeah but some slice of life aren't moe you know what okay (laughs) slice of life anime is great i 10 out of 10 i know that they've seen some memes where they joke about like Oh, you're watching Slice of Life? What is it about the grocery store arc? You know what? Sometimes yeah. they're good. There is a grocery store arc. Yeah. And what you know what? It? it was great. It was it a great made arc. me cry. <laughs> <laughs> it was really emotional, okay? Um. <laughs> when Lettuce Chad <laughs> finally overcame. <laughs> lettuce Chad. <laughs> finally overcame his fear. <laughs> okay, but you know what? One of the anime that I remember watching, totally just a romance slice of life, like so normal, convenience store boyfriends. I love it. And it's literally, they like go to the convenience store and they meet these guys and they're just nice and they have a cute relationship and they're in high school and it's just about their lives. And it's, it's really reverse nice. moe. It's nice. How do you not like moe? It's just reverse moe. It's romance. It's not reverse moe. Okay, fine. But the reason you like the boys is probably because moe parts of their personality. No, they just... Reverse moe. No, they just... Yes. It's just cute. I like their relationship. They're just... They're cute. Moe's got to get more respect. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Put respect on that. You know, I don't go around hating on Shonen, even though I think Shonen is overrated. <gasps> what? I don't go around saying wow. delinquent anime is boring. Uh, no, I don't get it. That hurts. I love delinquent anime. You know, I love it. Love street fighting. All right. Next up, anime openings by Lisa. That includes the Sword Art Online 1 opening, Demon Slayer opening. I feel like they're accurately rated. People like them. They think they're good. They are good. That's really all there is to say. Angel Beats. Yeah. They're all bangers. Boku no Hero 2, Fate Stay Night, Unlimited Blade Words, and Fate Zero. All great openings. Gosh, the Demon Slayer opening gets in my head a lot. Yeah, it really does. It's great. It's a great opening. I got to agree. Accurately rated. Everybody loves them. And they should. And they only make bangers. Their songs, I'll admit, can sound a little similar. At the end of the day, who doesn't jam out to the Demon Slayer opening? Nobody. 
Everybody jams out to that song. It's great. And if you're not, what are you doing? With if that? you're not disappointed after getting to the next OP, after a Lisa OP, then who are you? Yeah, what are it's you It's always even doing? a disappointment compared to Lisa. They're great. Okay, this next one. Fireworks in anime. Underrated. I love fireworks in anime. Overrated? I'm sorry. It's too much. It always culminates into either they kiss or they don't kiss when there's fireworks. It's so predictable. Sometimes it's like the best episodes, though. Like in Love is War, fantastic fireworks episode. Yeah, that's th- that's what I love about it is that no matter what, you know that there's going to be a ton of tension when there's fireworks around. And you're always going like, oh, my God, there are fireworks. They're going to be romance. It always delivers in having romance. The main characters always ends up alone together. And that's what you want is you want a scene where something romantic is happening. It's too predictable. It's just amazing. I love it. I don't know. I love fireworks. That's that's the one place where I forgive it if the main character doesn't get kissed or whatever. Next up is overpowered anime protagonists. Does anyone like those? Okay. I think sometimes overpowered anime protagonists are really fun to watch, like Saitama from One Punch Man. One Punch Man's great. That's the whole point, is it's making fun of overpowered anime protagonists. I mean, Goku is still fun to watch. I disagree on Goku being overpowered, because genuinely, they also make the villains in that seem just as powerful as Goku. That's fair. Whereas in some shows, it feels like the main character is untouchable. That's true. And to me, that is annoying. I don't like it either. I feel like this sort of goes along with OP, where there's some stupid reason why they are OP. Like there's some sort of, oh, well, they were chosen or they were whatever. I hate that. That's really obnoxious to me. Especially if they start off and they don't know anything and then all of a sudden they become OP very easily. I feel like OP protagonists are overrated, but I definitely feel like there are some that I enjoy a lot. And I don't think OP characters in general are bad. I don't think they're overrated. I only dislike it when we don't see them in their weakness and we don't see them grow at all. If in the beginning of the show, they already have to show a scene that just shows, wow, look at how cool this person is. And they're the main character. Then it's like, what? Why are you showing me how powerful they are already? That just makes it so it feels like well where do we go from here there's nowhere to grow and i'll take as an example when kirito just shows how powerful he is and can't get hurt is gaining health when being attacked and you know that he was a beater previously and that he already was super powerful i'm sure he's grown but to me it's boring it's cool but to me that's not as cool as when basically the exact thing happens with goku where he can't be touched and he moves extremely fast but you watched him train extremely hard with kai to be able to do that at all right i don't mind when they've become come overpowered through training because to me that means they earned what they got mm-hmm. i don't like it when they're just overpowered and it's for no reason right gorgeous anime food gorgeous anime food you know what underrated <laughs> anime food always looking so good i don't feel like people talk about it enough it's overrated i can't eat it <laughs> why do people keep showing it to me <laughs> i don't have access to it the same food network. <laughs> Nobody's <remember. laughs> telling me how to get it. I remember 
when we were watching Food Wars mad. and we looked up if there's a Food Wars cookbook and there is, like you can make the food from Food Wars. It ain't going to make you react like Food Wars, though. <laughs> it's not going to be the same, obviously, but... All right. Well, I think it's underrated. You think it's overrated. Fair enough. I think it's great. Just to be clear. I'm just sad. It just makes me sad. It. Yeah. It is sad that when I see food and I want it in the anime, like I really wish I could have Ichiraku Ramen. I mean, it's just, I'm just watching the show and it's just so dang beautiful. And then I'm just at my table, like looking at my, my ramen and just a single tear rolls down <laughs> my face, hand balled up in a fist. Like, dang it. Why? <laughs> why can't I just be isekai into that food? Yeah, why don't they have more isekais about like getting isekai to a place with good food? I don't know. I just want to enter the screen. I don't care about being able to use magic. I just want to be isekai into a place where I could eat good food. Next up, protagonists that have weak demeanors. I feel like they're accurately rated. I also feel like they're overrated. <gasps> I get tired of it, okay? What? I feel like it's I feel like there's so many protagonists. They're either OP or they end up the weakest one of the show and they're like But they're supposed to be relatable. They're the the good guy. It's so like Okay, most people if they were thrust into danger. Yeah, but if most people thrust into danger would be a little bit nervous. It'd be scary. I'm gonna take Deku as an example. He's not particularly weak. You would no, no. We agree. I agree. He's a very strong-willed person. It annoys me the way he talks to people and the way he's so nervous all the time. I know that it's relatable, but it annoys me. It just feels like I'm watching Morty from Rick and Morty sometimes with how he's like, he's shy. Okay, (laughs) he is strong and he's inherited a really good quirk sure. but he also is 15 or 16 and doesn't know how to talk to girls that well okay give him a break he's multi-dimensional that's funny Deku's like an example of both he's both overpowered and weak but the thing is it's not that I particularly like those characters I just understand that they're meant to be relatable and I don't like all right let's take another example they're super confident how do you feel about Yuki from Future Diaries I think Yuki's fine. I know a lot of people hate on Yuki. I think he's fine. Oh, you didn't watch it subbed. I forgot. Yeah, subbed vo- was obnoxious. I guess what annoys me is the voice. That's all that annoys the sub me. Sub was obnoxious. <laughs> I could not watch it sub. You tried to show it to me. It's sub not even the nervousness. Like, it's just when the main character has like a really high, really breaking up voice all the time it just annoys the crap out of me i don't know i do think yuki grows over time i think he's definitely scared at the beginning but then he gets stronger over time and is able to deal with things and i'm like that totally makes sense what random 14 year old person would just be like sure let's murder everybody that's cool i'm fine with this this doesn't bother me at all i mean for most people that would be pretty scary pretty freaky normal reactions there from him i think they're accurately rated love is war accurately rated we both are gonna say the same thing underrated 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 people need to love it even more (laughs) (laughs) i feel like everybody loved it and then it's kind of died off and i feel like the love needs to just keep i feel like love is war is an incredibly unique experience because every time i watch shows i feel like well i've found something that people talk about but like nobody understands how much i love it or I watch shows and it's like, wow, everybody talks about how great this is. And it's like, I get it, but I don't get it as much. But Love is War. It's like everybody's talking about how amazing it is. And I'm just like, ah, every episode is brilliant. It's perfect. 
It is. It's hilarious. I, like when I first watched the first few episodes of this and I went to show you, I was like, honey, I I was watching this show and it's like I struck gold. I found it. This is our ticket. You got to watch this with me right now. It really was like that. It really was. And oh, I was, my word. It, and you were right. It was gold. It was hilarious. The narrator is so good. How'd they do it? How'd they come up with such brilliance? I don't know. Okay, next one. <laughs> this is the one I was laughing at while I was writing it. This is general. Okay. Interruptions. And it could be either kiss scene interruptions where they get interrupted right when they're about to kiss by a phone ringing or a friend or fight scene interruptions when they're about to die and somebody will come in and save them randomly and whatever tension there was in the fight just instantly evaporates because they get saved by some other character that wasn't part of the fight scene at all overrated Although I kind of have to admit, I really do kind of like it in fight scenes where you're like, oh no, what's going to happen? And then some character just comes and saves everyone. I think that's kind of fun. But it makes me so mad in romance animes and I know it's going to happen every time. And it's like I get tricked every time. I want to believe that it's not going to happen. And then there's like a few romance anime that are sprinkled in where it doesn't happen and it gives you hope. For all the other ones where the interruptions do happen. It's like they make enough romance anime where the interruptions don't happen just to lull you into a false sense of security to trick you for all of the ones where the interruptions do happen and they make me so mad every time. And I don't know why. I've seen enough now that I should just expect it, but I don't and I get angry. Or when I do expect it, it doesn't happen. It's just too much. Overrated. I feel, like, I feel like enough people get annoyed by it that everybody kind of agrees that it's a little overrated. Like everybody eventually gets annoyed by the kiss thing, at least. Even if you don't notice the fight scene thing happening, because sometimes it can be kind of hard to notice that that's what's happening is that they're removing the tension by doing that. Kind of like a writer's out. But the kiss thing, I feel like everybody eventually gets to a point where they've watched enough anime to go, oh my God, why is this happening? This should not be happening. They should get a kiss at the end. But like, if the opposite happened all the time, we would be saying, well, every anime ends with the kiss scene. That's ha, ha, true. Ha. Like back in Shakespeare's day, the joke was, oh, well, every Shakespeare play ends with them getting married or killed. But at the end of the day, it's way overused. Eventually, I have fun with it. And I'm like, and here's this character coming to save the day. And then, boom, they burst in through the window. And we are watching High Rise Invasion. And this person was being beat down. And I'm like, oh, and here's the main character with her gun. Ready for the gunshot. Here it comes. And, and then, then, boom, boom right they there get she shot went. right at the most tense moment. <laughs> And it's so predictable. But the thing is that it's supposed to be this moment that you just don't see coming. But you see it coming and then it loses all of its value because then it just is very clearly a way for the fight scene to end without anybody growing or anything. It's just an easy out. Unless the character that saves them is a character you wouldn't expect. If they were part of the fight and they just randomly save the main character, that's cool. Like, I'm not saying that can't be interrupted by something that's actually compelling, but it's just way overused. All right, we'll do one more each. So my last one, I feel like this is a very good one for me to end on. Delinquents. Overrated. 
underrated. I love delinquents. Actually, I think accurately rated. I think they're they're great. I love them. I love them. I think people like them, and I think that they're great. They're great in anime. They're all great. I love gang anime stuff. I love delinquents with hearts of gold, like Kuwabara from Yu Yu Hakusho, Masayomi Kita. Let's, let's make a clear dichotomy between actual delinquents and rebellious phases. Because in any anime where the character's friend, let's say Torador or whatever, they suddenly have a phase where they just dye their hair blonde and they just become annoying. I hate that. That's not, the worst part. Not what we're talking about. No, we're talking about people fighting in the streets. Yusuke Urameshi, Kuwabara, all of those people, delinquents, cast of Cromartie High School, people in Durarara. It's all amazing. I love them all. If the character is the one that sits in the back with their legs up on the desk, I'm going to love them. <laughs> or like their hands in their pockets, I'm going to love them. Even if they just have delinquent energy, like Chuya from Bungo Stray Dogs, I yeah. will love them. They don't interest me a ton, but they're fun. They're good. So my last one is kind of a two-parter. I want to talk about Gynax and Trigger. Ooh. So first, let's cover Studio Trigger. I feel like Trigger is accurately rated. I guess I feel like Gynax is accurately rated. Maybe underrated. I feel like Gynax is underrated and Trigger is accurately rated. But I also feel like the more that I watch of both of these studios, the more I'm like, I don't necessarily like a lot of the anime that they make. But it always looks really good. I wish... For Trigger especially, they could have somebody, for some of them, write their stories. Because their anime is always incredible. Like, the animation itself. But sometimes the stories, I'm like, who wrote this? So, for reference, these opinions are based off of us having watched, for Studio Trigger, To Kill Lock Kill, When Supernatural Battles Become Commonplace, Space Patrol, Luluko, Kids Diver, Little Witch Academia, Darling the Fronts, SSSS Gridman, BNA. And we have not watched SSSS Dionysiation. We've watched... We've watched Little Witch Academia, too. I've watched all of the Little Witch Academia movies. So, other than the net animations and SSSS Dionysiation, between both of us, we have seen... Every single trigger show. <laughs> so I gotta say, I think that when it comes to animation, I can't think of very many places that do it better in terms of their style. Like they just do a really great job. Trigger is amazing. But I think that they get a bad rap for just having the same ending every time and also kind of boring endings sometimes. They get kind of a bad rap for that. And I feel like they are probably underrated in my opinion. I feel like some of that's deserved. Like Promere, I hated. I absolutely hated Premiere. I thought it was a Gurren Lagann ripoff and it was honestly so disappointing. But the animation was amazing. I watched it and I'm like, wow, this is beautiful because it was so well animated. But that's what I'm saying is that people will find reasons to hate Trigger's shows just because they don't like the way it ends or because they don't like the plot but there's so much more to a show than those two aspects yeah i guess that's why i said it's accurately rated because i feel like the things that people say about it are true however there's other anime that have great stories that they've made i do think while kill a kill is very wacky and not one of my favorites the story is, is interesting and a lot of the things that they make are original works for the most part. So they're doing things that other studios don't often do, which is make original things. So I think that they need to be praised for that. And Kiss Sniper, I thought, had an interesting story. SSS Gridman, 
which I've seen, you haven't seen. I thought the story was okay. It's not original. It's kind of related to something. Yeah, it is. But I thought the story was okay. But I'm not a big kaiju person. Mm -hmm. So that's probably part of it. Yeah, just about everything that they make is original. It's kind of crazy. I thought when supernatural battles become commonplace is so underrated. That's the only thing they really adapted fully. Yeah, that was hilarious though. So I'd say accurately rated. I feel like people praise it for the great animation. People criticize it for some of the storylines and other issues that it has and i think that that's fair i would argue when watching battles become commonplace i would argue that one's the odd man out the director i don't think has ever directed anything else for trigger oh turning girls it's the only thing based on another work other than maybe Gridman, if you can argue that but it's not as straight up an adaption everything else is basically just made by trigger we've been watching a lot of gynax slash trigger and i mentioned them together in case you don't know a lot of gynax staff went to create studio trigger so they're kind of in the same realm you might feel that if you watch Gurren Lagan and Kill a Kill back to back and then maybe Darling in the Franx kind of get the same feeling even though they're two different studios and that's just because they share a lot of directors they share a lot of keyframe animators a lot of the same staff and so it just feels the same but there's a lot of differences in my mind I feel like with Gynax there's a little bit more weird anime scenes they made Nadia the secret blue water Neon Genesis Evangelion his and her circumstances modern love stillness Uru Chuban Ibichu Maharomatic magical shopping arcade Evan Nobashi heat princess you see the ugly at beautiful world he's my master Gurren Lagan corpse princess Hanamaru kinder garden panties talking garter belt mystic archives dantalian medica box medica box of normal stella women's academy high school division clash seed cubed magical wars and wish upon pleiades and we have only watched neon genesis girl lagan and panty and stocking so we don't have as much of a clear view of gynax i'd argue with just those three you would think gynax is incredible with how good neon genesis and girl lagan are but the word gynaxing became a thing for putting sexual images up for no reason like for a reason and the quality is just not the same but people really really love gynax and i feel like they forget that they forget that gynaxing was a thing and so i feel like it can be a little overrated i feel like trigger probably in my mind is underrated even though i feel like gynax has higher highs they also have lower lows i would agree with that gynax has some amazing stuff but then when it's bad it's like what is this well we haven't really seen any truly horrible gynax stuff yet panty and stocking you didn't like it but it was inventive and i feel like a lot of people would say that it's really interesting as an anime but in my mind studio trigger may not have as high highs but at the end of the day they nail it every time i feel like we're watching little jack damien it's just really compelling it kind of feels like a children's show at times and it's still really good I feel like I can't say anything about Gynax, really, because they gave me Gurren Lagann. I will love them forever for that. So they deserve praise and love and attention. Gynax and Trigger are both underrated. Screw it. Gurren no, Lagann I don't know. I think, Darling and the Fox I think Trigger are both is underappreciated. Rated. I said it. Gurren Lagann, definitely underappreciated. And Darling and the Franx, I strongly feel like people <laughs> don't give it as much appreciation just because of the ending. And sure. I like the ending. Darling in the Franx, debatable. I want to be a tree. (laughs) (laughs) Trees. Underrated. (laughs) All right. Okay. All right. Well, 
now that we are done with our game, we're gonna move on to anime we've been watching recently. We're just a few scoundrels cruising for hot girls! At this point, we're going to start talking about some stuff we've been watching recently, and we're going to talk about the actual episodes. So this part will contain spoilers. So if you're worried about spoilers, go ahead and check the show notes, and you should be able to skip right to the part that you actually want to listen to. Yo, fool! What you looking at? So we've been watching season five, first two episodes of mm-hmm. My Hero Academia. I'm enjoying it. I said all that crap about My Hero season four. You know what? I like it so far. I do too. I mean, not a ton has happened. Maybe I just have the bar set so low because for me, I'm like, wow, they're all together. This is great. (laughs) You know what? Maybe I'm just thinking about episode one. Episode two, I was was not happy about. I liked episode two. I mean, I don't super love this whole like Endeavor redemption or whatever whole thing. What's the guy's name? Hawks? Hawks, yeah. (laughs) With me. When you're watching and it's like he's a he's a spy no he's a double agent he's a double double agent i was like, like what's what going is he? on i feel like i, I don't even confused. know i, I don't like know, I don't even know. side he's actually on i don't know either i'm just gonna believe he's a hero and go from there but i did love it when endeavor comes home and todoroki's sister is like welcome home dad and him and his brother are just like go away we don't want you here you're the worst and i love that look on todoroki's face too when he's like oh you have a scar that must have hurt huh i really don't like that they're doing that there's so much about endeavor that i don't know but then on top of that i like how it's very clear that nothing that he's doing is making it so that what he did went away i agree and making it so that his family accepts him now just because your dad is the number one hero now doesn't make it that he wasn't abusive and you can't just forgive him for that your dad's not going to become a better person all of a sudden out of nowhere maybe they're handling it in a good way i feel like i'm starting to get signs that over time this might be a good thing and it was really annoying me at first so maybe yeah we'll see i am happy that todoroki didn't just go okay great yes you can come home and we'll all be a happy family now i'm glad that everybody was not about it mm-hmm. pretty much when when endeavor came home yeah but same. my favorite part from the first episode maybe because i've missed seeing bakugo so much in the last season was when he arrives on that car it's so good you're so about that and denki's driving and that's hilarious and he just jumps off the car and it's so cool and then mirio was also the mvp of that whole episode that was hysterical where he's pretending to be a civilian that they have to rescue and he just like falls off the bridge again and floats away that was great tamaki was also hilarious trying to play a villain and i just love the big three in that episode i think they were all really great in that first episode and then doppy coming in at the end like hey endeavor that was pretty cool i feel excited for what's gonna come i know something is gonna be good like i have a good feeling about this season and i've been hearing from people who've read the manga that the next couple arcs are gonna be really speaking good. of people who read the manga i just want to say you gotta watch out with my hero apparently there's spoilers out there i wasn't on twitter or anything i just keep running into spoilers once was your fault But the other one, I was just looking up the words, when is it revealed that? Which honestly is a mistake on my That was a huge mistake. But like, why would my hero spoilers come up for that? Maybe they don't come up for other people, but 
It's awful. Why does that happen? When do we find out that had the exact same spoiler? Do not search those unless you have watched My Hero and Attack on Titan all the way through. Yeah, unless you want And read the manga (laughs) as well. You have to read the manga too. I'm excited for the rest of My Hero. I'm hopeful. So we also finished Attack on Titan final season. About time. It was really good. Some surprises. It ended on a cliffhanger. I wasn't sure there was going to be more at the start, but now that I know definitely there's going to be more. Yeah. Can't wait until Attack on Titan, the final season, even finaler this time comes out. <laughs> more final. The finalist season. Okay, so here's the thing. I was pretty annoyed at this whole mass euthanasia plot. Not excited about that. I don't think Aaron is going to actually go through with that. Also really mad about the whole him fighting Armin and him saying really mean stuff to Mikasa. But, you know, it, it is what it is. But the last couple episodes, I thought were decent. The whole thing with Peck was interesting. I never really thought that she was going to side with Aaron. It did not no. surprise me at the end where she pointed to him and was like, he is the traitor. But that was so cool when the Titan came up from the floor when she pointed. Their plan was really interesting. I feel like I don't have a ton to say about the last couple episodes. They were good. There's a lot that happened. Levi kicked Zeke's butt and that was amazing always incredible to watch that was really cool it was funny watching that because I'm just like yeah you can do that but also we all know what's gonna happen Levi gonna get you and he's like running away so confidently to Zeke and and I'm just like all right you've left Levi behind with literally every titan on the face of the earth they're all dead now you're kind of outnumbered by Levi a bit but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Like, these odds are not in your favor, dude. I don't know why you're so you confident. You thought that he wouldn't kill his comrades. He's had to do that so many times already. Dude, oh you got word. nothing on him. And they, like, have this shot where it's like, oh, no. What is he going to choose? And I'm like, he's going to choose to murder all of them. <laughs> because they're titans now. What? What is this? <laughs> they're not his comrades anymore. Levi's going to Levi. Yeah, Levi's going to Levi. So cool. Aaron's going to Aaron. We'll see. Aaron, we'll see what he has up his sleeve. Aaron's sleep. weird. I don't know how I feel about Aaron. Yelena is going to be weird. The whole scene where she's talking about her the plan and then Armin starts crying. That was a good cover up by Armin, by the way. Yes. He's obviously not crying about that. Armin's the best. So I finished Monster, which was really good. Totally worth messing up my schedule to watch 150 anime in a year. (laughs) Totally worth it because it was long. So good. You know, I am not going to totally go into too much detail about this because you haven't seen it. Don't spoil it for me. Not sure exactly how I feel about the ending. It was a little bit different than what I wanted, but I feel like it was very fitting. And I feel like Johan and Tenma had the face off that I wanted them to have in a way. I feel like a lot of people got closure that they needed to have. There were some characters introduced at the end that were amazing. Some character deaths that were heartbreaking. I don't even want to talk about it. It was too much. I think overall really great anime i gave it a 9 out of 10 which i don't give a ton of anime 9 out of 10s after watching it all though i don't think johan has taken any of my favorite villain spots he's not my top favorite villain or anything he's probably top 10 or so really good anime overall really enjoyed it definitely going to show it to you at some point we also watched episodes two and three of bottom tier character tomazaki i feel like every time we put this on i just have a good time it's fun yeah it's it's 
just this fun. awkward dude trying to get better at life and this nice girl helping him out and he's totally rocking it with some of the girls can i just say he's already won with that white-haired girl he don't gotta do nothing she's if totally he, into him if he went up to her and was like hey i've only really been thinking about you lately would you like to go out with me then she would totally go out with although him. he does really need to start reading those books like he told that girl that <laughs> he acted like he read those books he would have to say something along the lines of either oh my word i've just been reading them for so long i just don't feel like talking about them anymore or like don't you get annoyed when people talk too much about the series nah, they like the most no because that will break her little heart <sighs> he just would. needs to read all of those books in like yeah a day. I, he does but That's like he has to get away option. with it he could drop the oh my word have you ever wished that you could just read something for the first time again what would that be for you oh no way Go so i just detail. lost my memory about that <laughs> Do you want to read it for the first time with me? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't I, know, man. I will act like I've never read it before and let's read it together. <laughs> <laughs> When he walked over to the bookcase, the series had 10 or more books in <laughs> He was it. like, oh was no, what like... do I do? And he got so lucky, which is like looking at down at the page he was on and just quoting something from that page. Yeah. That was great. Oh no. But I love how the girl that's helping him is so supportive. If he doesn't actually care about people and he just wants to use them and then leave, then he's in. He doesn't need to do anything else, really. He just needs to take her out, avoid all talking about the book, and then you're done. You did it. You took someone yeah. out on yeah, but if he really wants a girlfriend, if he really cares about people, he'll make an effort. I think he will. I believe in him. I believe in him too. If he if he reads books the same way he plays Fight Fam or whatever Attack Fam, Attack Fam, then he'll he's he'll be in. fine. He'll be he's fine. in. I believe in our main character. So we also watched episodes one and two of the currently airing Don't Toy with Me, Miss Nagatoro, which has been fun so far. I've enjoyed it. I know you were really looking forward to watching it. Yeah, I was really looking forward to checking this one out because I had read the manga when it was coming out and felt like I've been following it and then finally got an anime so far it's been really good i feel like watching the first episode they took a lot of care in adapting it really closely one of the scenes was even calling back to the original original image set and it goes about as far as the manga in terms of the like part that i think people would feel most awkward about which is the part where he's really vocally berating him to the point where he cries but i also feel like we haven't gotten to the really really good parts during the rest of the anime it's something that i feel like is easier to warm up to over time I will say I was surprised at how beautifully animated the first episode especially was. Yeah. Like all of the backgrounds and stuff were absolutely amazing. They probably could have gone a little bit less with the lens flare. <laughs> they didn't have to go so hard on the lens flare. Yeah, for real. But you know what? So far, I'm enjoying it. I don't necessarily like yeah, how it's not your thing. I get it. much of a bully she can be. But I feel like even though he gets upset, he does say like, I don't mind having you around. So to me, it's like, he likes okay, it. He doesn't end. hate it. Like, he likes having her around. He doesn't like some of what she does, I think, but it's not as though he's sitting there wishing she would go away and is being tortured by her presence. You know what I mean? So for me, it, it's amusing to watch. I felt, each other. after finally get to, getting to watch Uzuki-chan, that she can come off as annoying more than anything sometimes. And that's kind of the point. When watching Don't Bully Me, the other show, it felt weird and it didn't feel as satisfying to me but i feel like the sub of nagatoro so far it just 
feels very gratifying and it feels like they really nailed the feeling of the manga in anime form i'm very happy with it as somebody who is a big fan of the manga and somebody who really enjoys this kind of anime this is the category i'm enjoying right now in this year i'm very happy with how it turned out it's probably my favorite out of the three so far i hope that they adapt more of this type but nagatoro was the one i was looking forward to the most and it's the one that i think delivered the most they haven't changed the source material much i'm wondering if they will we'll see some of the manga stuff coming up i don't know if they'd want to show in an anime but i'm ready for it whatever it is i will say as somebody who didn't read the manga or anything like that it's definitely been amusing like there's a lot of scenes that are funny i liked the scene at the restaurant where he thought that she was gonna really make fun of these guys (laughs) and then she just she doesn't like say anything to make fun of them but she really hurts them still she's not messing around with them she's not having fun you can tell the difference between bullying somebody and making them feel horrible for something they're passionate about oh yeah and bullying somebody because you're teasing them it was like they weren't even worth her time because you like them thing is that he was shooting his shot and he's acting all prideful and she didn't like that kind of saw what he was doing as kind of this prideful jerkness i can't wait until we get to see more of her friends because they are very fun i won't spoil anything about the actual plot but when that comes i will be very excited to see your reaction so i also finally after what feels like i've watched this forever finished golden kamui season three it was amazing the sherpa and sugimoto were reunited and it was heartwarming i may have cried a little bit he saved her from being a killer which was really great because he doesn't want that for her because he knows what that's like and a sherpa remembered something really important relating to where the treasure is so that was all some really good stuff at the end what did disappoint me though is that it ends i guess i don't know what i was expecting but it ends and it's not completed again so i'm hoping it gets a fourth season we'll see i mean this season literally just came out last year but i really hope for another one because it was really good i love their relationship i'm so glad that they were reunited it was very wholesome and if they weren't reunited i was going to be very upset but they were and it just continued to deliver on the action and the weird humor Golden Kamui is such a weird anime, but I I love it. I'm excited to continue the journey. The next one that I watched by myself, Kuroko's Basketball Season 1. Okay, I had people recommending this to me. I was like skeptical for some reason. I don't know what it was about Kuroko's Basketball that I was so totally unsure of, but I watched it and I really enjoyed it. There are some scenes that were crazy. Kuroko passes the ball in ways that would probably never ever happen in real basketball, but who cares? Doesn't matter. (laughs) They were really crazy cool to watch and I loved it. There's more seasons that I need to watch. I don't think they've been dubbed yet but I might just go ahead and watch them subbed. I don't have necessarily like special feelings about the dub voices or anything like that so we'll see. I've been trying to like get into sports anime a bit more and so I've been watching more of them. That's one that I've always thought that I would like, but I just have been putting it off. That's kind of what I was doing. I put it off because the characters just look tall and lanky for no reason to me. They're no. basketball players. They're tall and lanky because they play basketball. Kuroko's kind of short. I will say in, in Kuroko's basketball, they're supposed to be like, what, 15, 16, 17? And they'd be looking at least like 25 in a lot of cases. You really want me to believe that this person's like 15? But anyway, it was really good. Some really good moments that like really blew my mind animation wise a lot of good characters that i thought were interesting i'll have to show it to you sometime 
Another one I watched by myself, The Way of the House Husband. This is a recent anime that came out on Netflix. It was hilarious. I know there were people who were criticizing it because it's short, because it's not animated the way that they thought it would be or the way that they thought it should be. But as an adult, it's hysterical because the whole premise is that he's this ex-Yakuza, which as you know, I love delinquents, love gang stuff. So that was right up my alley. When I saw this advertised in the seasonal anime upcoming, I was so excited. I'm like, that one. I want to watch that. <laughs> and it was so funny. There's this dude who's the Yakuza and he's using a Roomba. And that was hilarious. And it's just the way he talks about it. Like, all right, I brought a new member to my turf. We're going to see what you can do. We're going to test you out. See if, if you can contribute to our household. It's just hilarious. And then the Roomba like goes all over the place, has issues with the cat, breaks stuff. It's just a bunch of shenanigans. As an adult person who had a Roomba at one point, it's hilarious. And then he does all sorts of other things that are just really funny. I laughed every episode multiple times. It gave me the type of humor that I like that's just really goofy and situational sometimes. A lot of Cromarty high school type humor. A lot of school rumble ish type humor just really funny stuff we also watched high rise invasion and it was good yeah it's fine <laughs> it was you know it is what it is you know it, it was it is what it is <laughs> it was a battle royale type anime which are fun to watch sometimes i mean sometimes i get in the mood for them and i just want to watch people fight and that's essentially what it was I thought the mask villains were pretty cool. The main mask guy was really cool. The sniper. I feel like knowing that we enjoy things like King's Game, yeah. this is going to be something that we enjoy that probably most people view as low effort, not interesting, boring, predictable. But at the end of the day, I enjoyed it. And just like King's Game, the OP was good. The OP was good. I like the main character and her not relationship as as, with her not brother. Not as good as the perfect, brilliant King's Game OP. Though. No. If you have not listened to the King's Game OP, please go do that. It's amazing but yeah i like the relationship with the main character and her brother i thought that was good i thought that the action was pretty cool it's not anything i haven't necessarily seen before but there's an interesting concept i like the concepts of the mass like taking over people and maybe them being able to fight it i like how there's a part where the main character just completely unnecessarily just begins acting like she has powers she doesn't unless she's bluffing but later she does get powers yeah her bravery is great why is this thing i don't know and her acting's not even that good but it was just funny speaking of sort of battle royale type anime i watched glepnir it was okay it's all right lots of it made me uncomfortable honestly the way you described it made me want to watch it i think out of the stuff that you've said you want to watch with me that's the one i want to watch most yeah i don't really particularly want to watch it again (laughs) well that's the one i would watch maybe i'll just watch it by myself it was just a lot i feel like the fan service was too much for me in that one and it was weird when the main girl would get inside his suit. That was just weird. And then they were collecting coins and the whole concept felt a little bit all over the place to me. There was part battle royale, part coin collection type thing, part fighting together romance type thing. I don't know. It was just a lot. And the main character does start out kind of weak and then he kind of changes over time, which to me was interesting to watch. And their relationship was interesting. Although I will say she pulls off some 
crazy stuff in that anime. I was impressed with how smart some of her ideas were. I was like, ooh, don't want to get on her bad side ever. But yeah, overall, I, I thought it was okay. Another sports anime I watched, Megalobox. That looked really good. It was very good. I liked it a lot. I'm confused, though. How can he win if he doesn't have gear? Because he's Gearless Joe. But he has no gear. That's and yet, the whole thing. But the other ones have gear. Yeah, but he can do things that they can't because he doesn't have gear. Oh. Like he can go faster. Did he pick a cool name at least? Gearless Joe. I know. <laughs> At the beginning, it's like, you can pick whatever name you want. He's like, I like Joe. Which there's nothing wrong with the name Joe. Yeah, I just want to be clear to all my Joes out there. <laughs> <laughs> but of all the names you could pick, Joe, you know, whatever. That's what he felt in his heart, and that's fine. But a lot of the fights were really great. I love watching fights, so to me, it was really enjoyable. I have no complaints. I gave it an 8 out of 10 because... The fights were really good. His manager was good. The kid Sachio. Usually I don't particularly love when there's a kid sidekick, but Sachio was a great kid sidekick. I love that. And season two is currently airing right now, so I'm going to wait, I think, until all the episodes are out, but I'm excited to watch that. We finally finished Isekai Quartet season two. I thought it was all right. It's not like the perfect anime, but nobody thought it was. I really liked the part with Rem and Aqua where Rem is trying to be encouraging and Aqua's like, no, everything's terrible. Uh, the part I wasn't watching. You went and did something during Your that part. favorite part. It was a great part. You missed it. You need to rewatch that part. It was hysterical because Rem is just such a sweet, encouraging person and then Aqua is just a mess. I thought season two was funny. I don't know if I liked it as well as season one. I wish they had used shield hero people more. They just kind of disappeared a little bit after the first episode or so. Yeah, that really bothered bothered me and when the cautious hero guy came i got so hype and then that he just was so left exciting. man yeah hopefully in the next season they'll come too or something so we also watched space patrol lulu co i thought it was fun and enjoyable i thought it was really cute and the animation was beautiful yeah and i, I like how they were in animation space. was really fun too i thought it was really cute the romance and how she fell in love but then he was just tricking her but then it wasn't a trick they were actually in love i thought it was adorable and very quirky and weird that was a very trigger thing to do Oh, the yeah. love interest is some kind of monster weird thing, <laughs> but then it turns out that it was still real. Trigger why? I liked how they went to different planets and it was callbacks to different trigger shows too. Yeah, Kill La Kill and Little Witch Academia had straight up songs and uh -huh. uh, And then they and did an Inferno Cop too, which we've never seen Inferno Cop. I enjoy that kind of stuff, so for me it was fun. Me too. I also watched Parasite the Maxim. This is probably my favorite one that I've watched recently. Parasite was so good. A lot of people had been recommending this to me too. And honestly, I was kind of scared to watch it because it looked kind of freaky. The first episode definitely is freaky. Yeah, it's very freaky. Like I've said before, I never wanted to watch Attack on Titan because the whole people eating people thing. And I got over that. This is kind of the same thing. But I watched the first episode. Ten seconds in, there's a creature eating somebody's head. And I'm like, well, I guess if I can make it through this, I'll just watch the rest of the show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was great. Lots of cool action. Shinichi is a really cool main character. I like the romance in it. The relationship's really good. I also really liked the relationship that he forms with Migi, which is basically the creature that's on his hand. They end up being really good partners and working together pretty well. So that was interesting to see. It had some good themes. Yeah, good characters, good main character. I liked his different character development as kind of things go along. I also watched Welcome to Demon School, Iruma-kun, and it was 
so funny and charming. Irma is so cute. He gets adopted by this demon guy. His human parents sell him to a demon and he's always struggled throughout his life and then this demon becomes his grandpa and just showers him with love and attention and then he goes to a high school for demons but he's a human so he's terrified the whole time and the school song is like talking about how humans are good to eat and he's like oh my gosh what am I gonna do and he just tries not to stand out but all he does the whole time is stand out for reasons that are not his fault he ends up beating the top kid in the school and then as is his name and he becomes his best friend and there's just a lot of fun characters in it a lot of funny stuff in it Aruma's really charming as a main character I had a great time season two also coming out right now I'll wait for that to come out more but I'm excited to watch that too we watched a short anime, Planetarian. It was all right. It's about a robot and a guy and she's trying to get the planetarium up in her place that's basically abandoned and no customers are ever coming. I think it was enjoyable for what it is. It's an older yeah. visual novel made by the same people who made Canon and Air. I thought it was enjoyable. Quick five episode thing, little heartfelt here and there, had a good moment, had a moment that was making me laugh for the wrong reasons because it was so predictable. But other than that, I feel really bad <laughs> laughing you at that should. part. You should. They just made such a big deal about her crying. And then she was laying down dying in the rain. And I was like, and the rain was like, we, you up know, in her that eyes. she's going to die while looking like she's going to cry. I know. Because the tears you are coming down it. from the sky. Yep. Like you said, it, it was good for what it was. It had good animation. And you know, I like planetariums. I always like going and seeing the stars. It's really cool. So we also watched Panty and Stocking, which is for mature audiences. But it's also by Gynax, so we were kind of on a roll of different shows by them. Yeah. And they do this weird thing where it's a very adult subject, but it's in an almost Powerpuff Girls style. It was not my favorite. There's a lot about it that I didn't particularly like. It was fun to watch, but I feel like it was just too much. Yeah, I can agree with that. But I think that's what they're going for. And if you can just go in expecting that and expecting them to go just over the top i got to admit we watched it dubbed and the dub writing they clearly tried really hard to nail the puns they don't have to do that and they tried really hard to deliver on just the absolute disgusting jokes that they made and some of the jokes in my opinion were too much i thought it was really funny the episode about the war that is happening with a bunch of sailors Oh going gosh. to attack it like that was <laughs> that particular episode i thought was really funny just because of how they represented the adult content and it was super serious it was so serious but it's such a funny show in general but that part was like super serious there's a lot that is funny in that show but then i feel like what it is is they go to a certain point and i'm like that's hilarious and then they go too much and i'm like whoa okay now we're not being funny anymore and i didn't find any of the characters except brief particularly likable brief was the highlight of the show for me i like panty she's too much sometimes but brief was cute in his little ghostbusters outfit and i like the reveal when he slicks his hair back he looks all pretty boy dreamy i thought that was funny yeah and then they fall in love that was beautiful i did like that so i also watched 
episodes 9 through 21 of Jujutsu Kaisen. I just want to say Gojo, totally underrated. I know everyone loves him, but they don't love him enough. He needs to be loved even more. <laughs> he needs to be loved even more because he's amazing. That's how I feel about Kakashi. So I, I bet Everyone compares Kakashi to Gojo. I have to admit, it's been a while since I'd watched the other parts, so I felt like a tiny bit lost. And there are still a few things where I'm like, but why though? Okay, I really want you to watch this, so I won't mm -hmm. say too much. But some of the characters were just really cool. It was kind of like a tuning exams type of thing. It is a school fight. They're doing sure. a meetup between the sister schools and, and they're fighting and trying to go kill cursed spirits. And then some bad guys show up and it's really not good. Mm -hmm. And of course, Gojo is just awesome and goofy and saves the whole day and does this really cool move called hollow purple, which I've been seeing people talking about online, like about hollow purple. And I'm like, what is this hollow purple? I'm like, I can't look. I can't see. Don't spoil it for yourself. I do not see and I, it. And I didn't. And I didn't look. And then I watched it and I was like blown away. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. The animation in Jujutsu Kaisen is incredible. And while I don't feel always like the plot is the strongest ever, admittedly, the animation is always great. The characters are great. There's a character in there, Toto, who has given me some Kamina energy a little bit. Just talking about how he's going to fight everyone and calling Itadori his brother and all of this stuff. He was great. All of the fights were super amazing. Cannot wait to keep watching. I'm watching it dubbed. So I have to wait till Fridays now because I'm all caught up. It's still currently airing in dub. We also watched Horimiya, which I know is pretty popular right now. It has been okay. I thought I would enjoy this more based on how other people are reacting to it, to be honest. So I'm a little disappointed, first of all. But Me too. Second of all, I'm enjoying parts of it. But at the end of the day, I, I don't really like the direction that it has gone in no. terms of the main relationship. It, it doesn't really feel great so far. We watched episodes one through ten so far. And I feel like what's ruined it for me is the way that she's been treating Miyamura lately. Like being really overly protective of him to the point she doesn't want him to talk to certain guy friends yeah that's not cool no it's not and then also wanting him to be mean to her when he obviously does not like doing that yeah if any of that stuff was happening in real life it wouldn't be this cute thing no that she's doing as part of this romance it would be not cool like a jerk thing yeah. to do for any girl it's just weird. Or any guy. And there's other stuff she does that I don't think is cool either. At the end of the day, she just doesn't treat her boyfriend with respect. I agree. And I feel like Miyamura is such a nice guy. I really Absolutely. like his character. And that's what makes it so difficult. Is yeah. That he's somebody that you want to see happy. And at the end of the day, she's just mistreating him. I do like the way she reacts, though, where all of a sudden she gets all bashful. That's very cute. Ignoring how she treats him, how she reacts when he does what she wants is very cute. And also the scene where she beats up all the bullies and then <laughs> goes and talks to her boyfriend. And then he hits her and yells they're at her. All like, they're all oh like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my word. He's stronger than her? Yeah, that was kind of funny. That was hilarious. That was funny. Even though I don't approve of hitting women or any of that kind of stuff, I don't like the way they're treating each other. That was played for laughs, and I didn't feel comfortable laughing at it, but it was, but it was hilarious. 
I can admit when something uncomfortable is hilarious, yeah. okay? So we also watched Wonder Egg Priority, which I know a lot of people have been talking I about. I don't know how I feel about this anime. We watched episodes one and two, so I feel like there's not a ton to say about it, just because yeah. I still feel a little confused as to what exactly is happening. I knew it was supposed to be like a scary type of anime, and it has been so far, but she's trying to get eggs to get her friend back, I guess. The animation's been really cool. I just don't know if I feel completely invested yet. Sure, I don't feel invested yet either but also i think she's cool i like heterochromia it looks nice i like the use of color with the pen and just in general i liked the manner of storytelling and the use of flashbacks they've done it the right way i like the new character that's like let's do a schedule so i don't have to ever see you again i know i was like dang she does not want to be your friend yeah that was so crazy so we also watched chobits episodes one through ten Chobits is so weird. I like it. It has a very enjoyable premise and the world is interesting. But at the end of the day, I can't help but feel like some of it's a little awkward fan servicey. But I feel like they do it for laughs a lot of the time and that is funny to me. But sometimes they go overboard and it makes me feel straight up uncomfortable. But other yeah. than that, I enjoy it a lot. At the end of the day, if you can't enjoy Chi's character, then I don't know what to tell you. Chi is great. She's hilarious hilarious so cute. when she copies him it's the funniest <laughs> thing i can't stop laughing over and over favorite again parts. i feel like that makes the show worth watching yes absolutely sometimes it feels like borderline creepy but then she like does something cute and i'm like okay this is adorable so this one we've been excited to watch for a while dr stone season two we watched episodes one through six I've been really enjoying the Stone Wars. Can't believe Chrome got out of prison. He broke out of prison. Yeah, that was awesome. That, was that really part great. totally delivered. I felt a little disappointed in how they built the car. I didn't feel like it was as sciencey as the other parts. I feel like they mm. just skipped over all the cool science parts and explaining it. It was so cool when they buried the phone and he got to talk to his friends. Oh, that, that was, was such so a touching moment. Oh, my word. That was so great. That was so touching. And they tried to trick, <laughs> they tried to trick the, the Weinberg super fan. <laughs> and she was like not having it at all. She was basically crying to herself like, as long as this record exists, I'm on your side. <laughs> I don't care what kind of evil hat you're planning, but please protect that I do, that song. I do feel like their plan to just win over all of the strong people's group. I don't know how that's all going to go down, but we'll see. I like it. I think that you should win with ideals. I've said that yeah, a thousand times. And at the end of the day, this is an interesting way to go about it. I yeah, like it yeah. so far. Maybe I'm just not as hopeful as they are. But, you know, Senku can pull it off. I believe in him. Also, we were talking about comparing Senku to Light Yagami or like <laughs> Lelouch. Lelouch because they're all really smart. And I was like, yeah, Senku can't plan. That's the difference. He may be super smart, but he's not like them because he can't plan for anything. Yeah, he they tried aren't his science best. smart, but he's not some kind of super genius that can predict human behavior. Yeah. He's just basically like, I don't know, that sounds good. Let's do a plan <laughs> I don't where know. we trick There's, people. He's giving more credit than that. Meanwhile, Lelouch is over here like, this guy is so arrogant that he'll do this, 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 and that. I can pre-record this video saying these exact set of things and he he will respond Lelouch to me. I can predict much. his every word. Well, loser's too much. And meanwhile, this guy's like, I can't even predict the first one. <laughs> 
Come up with something. Hurry, what's what's her measurements? <laughs> that was literally her first question. The, they already were yeah. way off. So I watched, finally, we, we had lost our Hulu for a while. And I was so sad. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. Because I was in the middle of watching Kenichi, The Mightiest Disciple. You got to blame the combination of Verizon, Hulu, and Disney Plus Yes. For that. Shaking my fist at them. So finally, long time coming, I've gotten to watch Kenichi again. And I've watched episodes 24 and 25. And it was all about a school play. And Kenichi was upset because Mew's in the school play with this guy who's the popular guy at school. And everybody loves him. And he seems too perfect. And we just found out that he is too perfect. And he actually took up acting so he could learn to trick people or whatever and learn to be a good leader. And, and so that's where we ended up on. But it did not disappoint. wasn't sure how it would feel after getting back into it for a while. It wasn't necessarily like one of my favorite things that I was watching before. But you know what? I had a great time watching it. It was funny. Kenichi was beating up people. It was a good time. I also watched Dororo, which has been on my list for a long time. Episodes one and two. This man has sword arms. He like has no organs or anything or because his dad like sacrificed him to get power to a curse or whatever. So he like takes off his arm, his fake arm with his mouth and there's swords underneath. And it's so cool. And then there's a kid, Dororo, who teams up with him. He's like this cute little slick kid that's very streetwise trying to trick people and sell stuff. And he's little. He's got to be like maybe like seven or something. I love the pair of them together. When he took off his fake arm and started fighting with his sword arm, I was like, whoa. I get really easily impressed by that kind of stuff. Speaking of sword people, I watch Shorter Online Elicization and and Ordinal Scale. Let me talk about Elicization first. Okay. I'm talking about up to the end of the first part. So I'm not talking about Elicization other parts. I've only watched up until the end of the first part. And Elicization has this final boss, basically, that's just a sword monster. A sword monster? <laughs> that's right. It's made of people. Okay. But the people have been turned into swords. Fascinating. You follow me? It's just all swords as a monster. That's the final boss of Elicization, basically, other than God herself, the administrator. It's just ridiculous. And I'm like, really? They picked this to be the final boss? And then one of the main character guys turns into a sword. What? This isn't a power he's had previously, for the record. Nobody he turns into swords. Can be a sword. He's just like, hurry, turn me into a sword. I'll oh. do it. And then he turns into a sword what and then he dies from being a sword and killing the monster and kirito's like i can't beat the administrator with my one thing because the administrator has seen all my moves if only there was a move she hasn't seen mm -hmm. and then he's like i have an idea and he turns into a sword again and then kirito <laughs> dual wields <laughs> <laughs> this sounds ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so anyway, all that to say, I think elicization has its faults. However, before the ending, it was banging, okay? Really? The beginning part features a whole episode where basically no Sword Art Online exists, no Kirito exists. It is Kirito, but there's three people. One of them's Kirito. Kirito doesn't have any of his memories or strengths, and 
he's just living in this fantasy world as just a kid and it's really compelling and good and the story's interesting it actually has stuff that's going on and i am all about it and then it goes to the real world and we find out that it's all just kirito beta testing some game and i'm like okay whatever i know we're gonna get back to it and we get back to it and it's still really good it didn't feature my favorite character anymore but it was just still really good and so i'll praise it for that i felt like it did a good job i have a tendency to feel like sorted online original sorted online 2 ordal scale and this can sometimes get a little cheesy like it did at the end but the beginning legitimately didn't feel super cheesy or whatever it just felt good kind of how i felt about gun gale online it just feels like a good time but one thing that i was really missing about ordinal scale and this and elicization is that i really like the girls of sao it's like one of my favorite things they're always designed well as long as they're not just there to be kirito's girlfriends as long as they're actually part of the story i'm really interested they really capture my attention and they really have interesting stories and really deliver but in elicization it focuses on alice but she's barely in it and when she is in it she's not even herself really you get drawn in by alice but then it's like a bromance basically that doesn't feature her and it pisses me off because i was all about it because i was like finally they've admitted it's a show that's good because of the women and then it's not about her she's just basically a princess that needs saving very frustrating but then there's a part in this where it felt like sorted online has already covered women in gaming like a thousand times but for some reason they decided to tackle it again in this series and be like oh there's this character who's this really strong knight lady but she wears a helmet and when she breaks off the helmet she's like oh no now you've seen that i'm a woman now you won't respect me anymore but there's like so many women in sao that doesn't make sense and he's like no i think the only person who thinks that you're weaker because you're woman is you and i'm like snap crackle pop kirito dang i'm like why this is the worst writing i've seen (laughs) oh man i don't know it's just the thing about it is that the writing was all written by one person it's contrived and it all just happens all right away like you just find out she's a woman you find out that she hates herself and they just basically made this situation so that he could say that so annoying to me so he could look like the good guy they made the situation so that they could tell women hey don't feel like you're weaker because you're a gamer kirito doesn't believe it kirito thinks you're good and it's like okay thanks Thank Kirito. You. But it's like <laughs> Kirito doesn't need to tell women that. I like Asuna and I like all these other characters because they are strong women. The men in the show don't need to tell that. Now, if it was Asuna telling her that, then good. I would feel great about that. So on to Ordinal Scale, which actually is previous to this. In Ordinal Scale, I was really enjoying it at first. It covers augmented reality, so it all takes place in the real world, basically. And I was really all about it again up until the very end. I was enjoying it. The one thing that I did not like about it is that in the middle, Asuna begins to lose her memories about things, and so she is made weak all of a sudden. And I'm like, what? Asuna's the coolest person. I hate when they do that to her. She's the coolest person. She She should be the number one most important character, always fighting. Why do they got to focus on Kirito all the time? Luckily, at the end, she gets her strength back. So they're fighting an augmented reality the whole time. 
at the end, they're just like, okay, now I'm going to load your save file from Sword Art Online. And they all get their Sword Art Online gear and yeah. their outfits and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be like this moment where like the fairies are fighting alongside Kirito in his black suit, like the famous Kirito outfit. And then yeah. the Sword Art Online 2 girls wearing her outfit. They're all in their gear. They're all dressed up and ready to attack. And I'm just like, this is so pandering and annoying. It's supposed to be this really cool, awesome moment. In my mind, that can either be the coolest thing ever or it can feel like they just sort of stopped writing the story. That's the thing that that bothers me about it is that it's not a story about the games coming together and it being this cool thing it's not like the avengers or something it's like the story was about something else and you pushed all this right, other so stuff it feels into contrived it. it came out of nowhere literally what happened was the character that they meet at the end that's like super important she goes okay now go into sao fight the final boss and if you fight the final boss then everything will be okay and so they go into sao they fight the final boss they win which by the way they never beat sao final boss in the other series so this is their moment where they finally beat the final boss which is cool so that's supposed to be cool but it just happens in such a contrived weird way and then she's like well you saved me because my save file was written using the sao final bosses file so when you killed the final boss and then it reinitialized then it overwrites my data the reason it makes sense to me but it doesn't make the story any better i don't understand why they did that just so that they could have beaten the final boss and won sao okay also they had all these hints that the original maker of sao was still alive and i'm like what why what what is going on here that's ordinal scale i thought ordinal scale and elicitization were good but sao why you gotta suck so last but certainly not least we watched little witch academia episodes one through nine which you've already seen this but i haven't it's been really good so far. I was apprehensive to watch it, but I loved it. Love the episode with Andrew. Andrew's a great character. Yeah, you were, Him and you were Akko. watching it because you were excited to see it. Yeah, Andrew I and agree. Akko. I may have agreed to watch it because I saw Andrew existed and was like, all right, all right I let's think do I, it. I'm on board. Because you don't like watching anime that are just all girls with no guys or, in it or at all, all. Or all guys uh-huh. with no girls. Uh-huh. I get bored. I like uh-huh. there to be some sort Delinquent of- Delinquent guys only? No, I like it when there's girls too. All right. you, you misunderstand watch, me. You he wouldn't watch a show with just guys in it. Okay, maybe. If Vinland Saga didn't have any girls in it, how would you feel? There are like no women in Vinland Saga. There you go. That's different Your though. Anime of the year. <laughs> this is different. They're Vikings. His mom's in it. His mom is awesome. And if it same didn't have sister. his mom, it wouldn't be the same. All right. There you go. <laughs> anyway, Little Witch Academia has been really good. I love Akko as a main character. Speaking of female protagonist, she's great. I love how hard she tries. She's the perfect example of somebody who is not talented, messes up everything, is absolutely the kind of person that is the most, if you describe her actions to just about anybody, sounds unlikable and annoying that just by who she is as a person is still likable. It's so heartwarming watching her keep trying. Yeah, it's just, if you watch the show, look at Akko and look at her personality. I feel like you can learn a lot about what makes a good protagonist because Mm -hmm. it's not about the power. It's not about this power system. It's not about any of that. 
that weak protagonists can still be good because sometimes their strength isn't in their power system. Sometimes their strength is in their mentality. It's in their perseverance. And she's not even a perseverant person. She's not even good at studying. She's not any of that. She has a goal that she wants to reach and she's willing to do anything to reach that goal. And that's what is cool about Akko. And you can appreciate that as a person. Yeah. You can appreciate when somebody wants to reach their goal. Her friends are also great. Sue and Lottie. Shout out to them. Sue is evil. <laughs> She's hilarious. I love her. I don't know. I'm a little scared She's of her, my favorite. to be honest. We just watched that episode where Sue is every character. She's great. And it's very oh funny. Oh my gosh. All, it was very all the different funny. parts of her. That was wild. I was sitting there like, this is definitely a trigger anime. <laughs> like something turns into a beast in the background. I'm like, all oh right. My gosh. I feel this. Oh, that was crazy. That was crazy. So that's all the anime that we've been watching recently. So that does it for this episode of Talk No Jutsu. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks for listening.